Hey everybody. Hey guys, how are you doing? This is Zach. This is Stuart. And this is the Backbury Super Show podcast. This is a me 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 episode. Um, 26. Yeah, episode 26. That's we right. um, talk about things we've been consuming or doing or whatever. Uh, I kind of use this as a proving ground to see what maybe we could talk about in the future. Yeah, um, and we also get, you know, responses from you guys saying, you know, if you want to hear more about a particular subject or something yeah. like that. You're like, I'm interested in this. And so we make that into an episode. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll start off. Sure, one. yeah, you can start off. Um, so, my wife and I watched uh, through Anne with an E on Netflix. Okay. Um, it is, she's a, a huge fan of the old um, Anne of Green Gables uh I think she's read the books, but the the show with Megan follows. Okay, yeah, I've never seen that. Um, or read the books. So I've never read the books, but the the older movies are really interesting. Um, oh, cool. The original ones are more for like a, a, a kid preteen type audience. Yeah, sort of like um, um, uh, the Prairie People. What was that? The oh, um, um, House on the Prairie. Yeah, House on the Prairie. Sort of like that. Yeah, genre. kind of. Uh, I mean, it's based on um, Prince Edward Island. The Prairie People. The Prairie I'm, People. I'm, That's a horror movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and with an E, though, is a more realistic look. Um, so, like, there's an episode where, like, they're having to, you know, stock up on food over the winter. It, like, it's a more more realistic, grounded version of it. Sounds exciting. Um, it's... Well, no, I mean, because it, it still follows the same things. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting if you like that style of story. Yeah. Um, I really... I highly recommend this show. Uh, if you are not familiar with Anne of Green Gables at all... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's about a young woman who is kind of fiercely independent at a time when society was not set up for independent young women. Um, so there's a lot of really interesting um, social things that they go into uh, in in the show that I won't spoil because this... I try to keep spoilers out of these me, me, me episodes. Yeah, sometimes we, we um, don't <laughs> abide by that rule. Yeah, but I mean, this is new enough that like people may not have seen it. Okay. Um, I'm fine spoiling things that are like 20 and 30 years old. Yeah. I um, think you spoiled um, Jaws 4 last uh, me, me, me. Yeah, I also came to the conclusion of don't watch it. So, <laughs> um, there's that as well. Uh, you should True. watch and with an E, though. Um it's yeah i i the the opening sequence is really cool it's illustrated in this old um audubon style um sketches and watercolors and stuff like that it's it's a really well put together show i hope they continue it for another season i think there's two out now oh nice um and it's not a long show Um, okay longer episodes but not as long a show and i think it's a joint production with a with the canadian broadcasting oh cool so yeah um Nice. That's my first one. Um, I don't know if we, it's worthy or not enough for a, a full episode. Yeah. Um, it's probably less of the interests of both of us. Yeah, and um, it's always hard with, like, series because yeah. it's a, a lot of time dedication. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's my first one. Okay. Uh, well, I have been watching a particular anime called Demon Slayer. Ooh. Yeah, it's... um. It's a shonen um, anime, 
Uh, it's new. It's recent. Um, I believe they have 22 episodes so far. Hmm. So it's... Um, and the season isn't over. I think they've got a couple more uh, episodes before a full season. Uh, but is it a Japanese anime or is it yes, like Korean a, or okay? It's a Japanese anime, and um, it is so. It's very, um, it's very generic, and it's shown in like, um, I guess formula. It's it's very shonen, very shonen, um, but. The thing that really has gone me is the animation and the visual effects are so beautiful. What would you um, compare it to? Ooh. Um, so they use a uh, rotoscope and they use... Oh, really? Yeah. That's like a dead form. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Uh, they use a lot of hand-drawn animation. Okay. And they use a lot of like digital animation as well. Huh. Okay. So it's like a weird mix of these three genres. Yeah. And... Um, there are some parts, um, definitely when things aren't happening, um, where you can kind of, like, tell that they got a little lazy on their animation, where it's kind of a little jarring, but, like, a lot of the fight sequences or action, um, is beautiful. So, it's basically a, um, this kid who has a family, and again, it's new, so I'm not really going to spoil a lot. Yeah. Uh, but he has a family. He doesn't have a father. He's the eldest child, so he's trying to, like, help his mother, support his uh, siblings. And um, they don't think that demons are real, but then a demon attacks his family. And I guess uh, demons are kind of like werewolves, where they can transfer their demon disease to people. So his sister actually becomes a demon, um, but she recognizes him as her brother, so she doesn't, like, attack him. And um, he's trying to find, like, a cure to cure her from this, like, demon disease, to turn her back into a human. Oh, okay. So through this, he... Um, kind of Princess mononoke Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so through this, he learns of, like, the demon core, which are these, like, elite fighters that are destroying demons, and he, uh, gets a, uh, he meets one of them, and they basically tell him to go and see this one trainer, this, uh, sensei, um, where he learns, uh, an art form, a, um, I guess a katana art form. It's, uh, what they call water breathing. So a lot of the combat is, like, sword play. But when he's, like, doing his different forms of, um, of, like, sword play, of, like, water form, you can see this beautiful, like, illustration of water. And, like, all this combat, just the flow of combat's really cool. And okay. it's a stylistic sort of thing. Like, you're not, like, you're not literally seeing the water movement, but it's because of his movement, his, like sword play flow it's like flowing like water yeah and you can tell that like you know the digital form or the digital um i guess animation of the characters is intermixed with the um i guess drawing of this water so it's it's different but you know that's supposed to be different because it's more more supposed to be like a stylistic sort of thing that 
you know, you physically don't see the water there if you're in-universe. Yeah. But he's sort of flowing like water. Okay. And it's interesting because everybody sort of has their own different styles. He, as most uh, shonen, he ends up meeting two other, like, people in his sort of situation that are kind of like, um, I guess, side characters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one has this, like, lightning form where he, like, moves as fast as lightning and, like, strikes with, like, lightning precision and stuff like that. Um, he's a very interesting character. He's, like, a Frady Cat character. He's definitely, uh, like, he's like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. But he's, Demon like... Demon Slayer Shaggy. He's, like, Shaggy in his Ultra Instinct form. Have you seen the meme of, like, <laughs> yes. Ultra Instinct Shaggy? Yeah. Okay, we have a episode titled <laughs> Ultra Instinct Shaggy Demon Slayer. Yeah, so... He, because he's a Freddy cat, but, like, he can enter into this, um... Like, hypnotic sort of state where he's super powerful. And then he also has this other guy who wears a boar's head... And he fights, like, very, um, he has a very beast-like style where he's, um, a bit of a ground fighter. Okay. Um, he uses two swords. And, like, again, the combat's so beautiful. The way that's illustrated is so pretty. I know that, like, it's very generic shonen formula. Like, it's, the story isn't, isn't anything to write home about. It's, it's a good story. Like, it's very serviceable. But it's not... Is it complete? Um, it hasn't been completed yet. Oh, okay. So it's not like you could watch it and get the full story arc. It's it's a shonen, so I'm assuming that's probably going to have, like, a lot of seasons. You know, they're going to milk it for all of its worth. I know. You, you're that not means I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I will say, watch some YouTube clips okay. of, like, the fights. Yeah. Um, because that's really where it shines. Okay. That's why it has hooked me. It hasn't hooked me because of the storytelling yeah. aspect of it. It's really hooked me because of the animation and visual styles. And just a lot of, like, the cool fights and everything. And just seeing the different styles and everything along those lines. Um, the funny thing is, uh, previously, this wasn't really a anime a lot of people were talking about. It was a very, you know, kind of a mediocre run-of-the-mill anime, and a lot of people weren't really interested in it. Um, they just had a, like, an, I guess a main battle with one of the main villains, and it spanned, I think, three episodes, and people started talking about it just because of that battle animation, was so yeah. yeah was so pretty and so visually stunning that people Ooh. started like you know watching it and realized that they were sleeping on something really good and me included like i had never heard about this until i saw a a clip of one of the combat scenes i was like oh crap this looks like something i should get into so it's it's really good um you know like i said stories kind of mediocre it's it's not bad, but it's not excellent. Um, but yeah, if you really want to see some really interesting visual effects with um, different styles, I would highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's it. Was that okay? Yeah, that's it for me. Um, <laughs> so the second thing I did was uh, I watched. Uh, I, I was showing my wife this this movie that my brother absolutely loves, and 
I really like it. I feel like it's a prime candidate for something that we would have an interest in. It's called The Game. The Game. Okay. It's a, one of David Fincher's earlier movies. Um, I've never heard of it. In the 90s. Yeah. It's got Michael Douglas in it. Huh. Um, basically, the, the story of the movie, without any spoilers, is that Michael Douglas is this very disaffected, very wealthy... Uh, I think he, he's like the president of some financial organization... Um, and mm-hmm. he has this kind of loser brother, right? And so he goes into, like, you, you get the sense, like, it's it's a very coldly filmed movie, like most adventure stuff. Yeah. Um, Michael Douglas's character is very, like, dissatisfied with it. Like, he has ever access to everything, and he's not happy, right? Mm-hmm. And so he has this, this chance meeting with his loser stoner brother, right? Played by Sean Penn, who... Um, comes into his life and immediately he's like, okay, how much money do you want? Like, yeah. Right? Because that's obviously what... What he's... And he's like, oh, I'm I'm past that. Like, I went through this thing and um, happy birthday, I've gotten you this present, right? Yeah. And he goes, okay, whatever, right? And he his brother's being very vague about what this thing is that oh, changed his I've life. Oh, I've seen that movie, right? And yeah. And so he, yeah, it's, the present is is this this game membership that's yeah. supposed to change your, your life, life. Yeah. right? And it's very unclear how much of it is real and how much of it is imagined. Yeah. And how much? Yeah, like I I've, really like it. It's very cool. Yeah, that was back in. When it's in the nineties, in the nineties, like, na- late nineties, like ninety eight, okay. ninety nine, maybe. Yeah, because I was um, I was listening to you. And I was like, that sounds familiar. But yeah, I remember it was like a membership to this this place that's supposed to change your life, and you have to like sign a bunch of waivers and yeah. things like that. Yeah. 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 Does that sound like something you would be interested in covering? Yeah, for a I full would. Episode. I would definitely have to rewatch it. Since oh yeah, me I, too. Yeah. Like it's it's a very it's. Oh, you haven't watched it yet. I thought no, you No, no, I I have watched it. Yeah. I would want to rewatch it for you because third, like there's yeah. so many twists and turns in it. Yeah, it's, that it's it you have to be paying attention. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a, a I guess a psychological thriller. Yeah, the psychological thriller is probably the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't it. I wouldn't mind. Um it's it's really really cool. I highly recommend it to everyone. I don't know when an episode coverage of that would be. Yeah. Um but I I really do recommend that that movie. Nice. Yeah. So the second thing I watched, um, I watched quite a horrible movie. It was, <laughs> it was bad. It's like I think in the top ten of uh, Ron Tomatoes' worst movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's called Suburban Sasquatch, which is. Oh, gosh, it's a bad movie. So the thing is... I've never heard of it, and I love bad movies. Yeah, so the thing is you can't buy this movie separately. You have to buy it in this, like, combo pack DVD thing that has, like, six other movies made by the same people. And I don't even remember what the the people were named, but, like, these seemed, like, very... um, They weren't... They weren't even as good as some, like, college film students. These were just, like, people who probably had a camera and were like, oh, let's make six films. So you can't even buy this movie separately. You have to buy it on this combo pack. The first, the first scene is 
this couple driving in a car down this wooden road. Now, I'm pretty sure they probably wanted this scene to be at night, but they couldn't really film at night for some strange reason. So all they did was put a blue gel on their camera yeah, just so it could be nighttime. I mean, that's how movies were made up, up through probably the 80s is with night filters. But this was not a night filter. This was just a blue film, like a I mean, blue gel thing. Like, it's very dangerous to shoot at night. You have to have a bunch of permits to shut down roads I, I, and have security. Yes, but it, it was so bad. And, and the thing is, like, they're driving, and you can see, like, the sun reflecting through the window. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I didn't even know at first this was supposed to be at night. I thought maybe it was, like, a weird aesthetic that maybe the whole movie was going to be like filmed in blue, but no, it was them just trying just to be like, night. yeah. Um, I'm not hearing actual... anything detracting from okay. it yet. All right. Okay. All right. So the second thing is um, their whole uh, audio setup. They have no like boom mics. They have no mics. It's all a mic on their actual like camera. So that can all... be an issue, but I've watched worse. So all of their levels are horrible. Okay. Uh, one of their main characters you can barely hear. There are no subtitle options. So you... well, I mean, why would there be? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that takes effort to like actually transcript your. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sasquatch is a character who is in a gorilla suit, a literal gorilla suit. Okay. It's not like an actual Sasquatch suit. <laughs> It's just like somebody went to a, a costume shop and was like, <laughs> give me the gorilla suit, please. Um, there's a lot of, like, bad effects of, like, blood where you know that they probably bought, like, some clip art blood that they just kind of, like, digitally just imposed when people were dying. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, like, kills were off screen and people were ripping, like, arms off which were clearly fake arms and you could tell that the people had put their arms in their shirt to like represent that their arm has been like ripped off and stuff okay a lot of shaky cam of when like he's attacking and whatnot uh the sasquatch the story is horrible like there's not really a a story that they're trying to tell is the story that there's a sasquatch in the suburbs yes and that so there's, it's Harry and the Hendersons? Uh, no, so the Sasquatch is um, upset and magical and apparently, like, occasionally takes people into his Sasquatch cave to okay. eat. Um, there's these two Native American people who are not played by Native Americans. Uh, I mean, why, why would you get Native Americans to play Native American? One guy looks like he's from um, New York City. And the other person is actually Indian. So, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, that's very strange casting. Um, so, what I'm imagining happened for that one is that the Indian actor... Actress. 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 Yeah, geez. Saw a post when they were casting... And rather than them specifying a Native American... They probably just put they Indian. They put Indian? Yeah. And she probably showed up and killed that, that, that casting session, and they're like, well, we have to use, use her. Use her, yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, that's that's my imagination going with, like, okay, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, there's only two cops uh, in this whole I mean, entire... It's the suburbs. Yeah. Um, they're horrible. Uh, the acting is horrible in there. There's a reporter who's supposed to be, like, this macho man reporter guy, but he seems like he's probably in his mid-40s, balding, kind of chubby. And he's supposed to be, like, the action hero guy. Um, he basically follows around this uh, woman who's trying to shoot arrows at Sasquatch, um, but always misses. Um, I would shoot not arrows at Sasquatch. There's there's a funny uh, scene where, like, the police, or one of the police guys realizes, oh, we can't beat this Sasquatch, so I'm going to round up the boys. So he gets, like, a bunch of, like, I guess random people with guns and they do like a shootout with the Sasquatch and um, they get ripped to pieces. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. It's cool. all it's all just really poorly done. Um, and like at the very ending uh, the woman doesn't even get the shot off. Like she's basically chasing him and at the very end like you know she's been shooting a couple arrows it's the man who steps in and the balding, like, 40-year-old guy who finally gets the final shot with the arrow, who's never shot a bow and arrow, but takes down Sasquatch. So he critted his uh, attack, I'm assuming. <laughs> I guess. I mean, because, you know, the lady couldn't do it, so it's time for the big burly man to step in and show this woman who's training her entire life to take down the Sasquatch. Now, were they doing this to, to like, satirize no, the film? No. No. Like, you don't get a, a I, feeling I think, of, like... No, I think they were trying to make... Because all the other, like, movies on that DVD were supposed to be, like, horror films. Like, they were just trying to make a horror film. And it's just... It's horrible. It's... I mean, the acting's horrible. The cinematography is horrible. Just... All the people who were, like, in this movie were bad. Okay. And just, like, the sound quality is bad. The digital effects are bad. It's just a really bad movie. But it's a bad movie. It's so bad that it's actually quite funny. So, you know, a group of friends, we watched it. We made fun of it. Um, I always enjoy those kind of um, outings. Where you Me can too. just, yeah, where you can watch a bad movie and you know going in that's a bad movie and you can just like make fun of it. Um, See, I don't make fun of it. Like, it. They were there's obviously a lot of very things. passionate about making this movie and a lot of time probably went into it. Was it feature yeah. length? How long? Is it a short film? Or? It, it ran for. Like, it got to a point where it was like. Uh, so at one point it was like an hour long, but it felt like three. Yeah, it overstated its welcome. <laughs> it definitely overstated its welcome. And you're just like, is it done? I think somebody left early. One of our friends was like, I'm, I'm done with this. Okay. <laughs> so I think it was pretty long. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I know you like bad movies. Maybe try watching okay. it. All right. See what your impression was. Yeah, I... Maybe you and your wife can watch it. Um, it's not good. Like, I wouldn't recommend anyone <laughs> watching it. You keep saying that. Yeah. I know. 
I, I mean, I would recommend if you want to watch a bad movie to watch it. But, like, if you actually want to sit down and watch a movie, this is not a movie. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it was just fun hanging out with friends. And, like, when you go in knowing that's a bad movie, just making fun of it and having fun. It's... Okay. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll check that out. See if it's on like a YouTube rip or something. I'm sure it probably is. Cause I found, I think I told you this during the Aladdin coverage. Yeah. You found, you can go to YouTube and find full length rips of movies and the way they've obscured it from bots to search it is they have a picture that's static of like a projector screen mm-hmm. and then in a mini window on the projection screen yeah <laughs> there's a movie playing maybe i can track it down that maybe way. yeah um so i watched a movie called uh arsenic and old lace mm-hmm. um this is back in closer to halloween yeah um my wife suggested we watch it cuz the library had it um mm-hmm. it's a movie from if I had to guess, probably late 40s, early 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in a play playing one of the old ladies in it. But oh, the whole that's cool. Um, thrust of this movie... This might be a good Halloween movie for people if you don't want to watch like a slasher movie or something like that. It's more of a um, psychological sort of... Kind of. So it's more of a comedy, like a dark comedy. Hmm. Um, it's unlike other movies from the time because this would have been Hayes Code Hollywood, so you couldn't show, like, murder or anything like that. But, um, this guy is visiting, um, his aunts who Mm -hmm. all live together, uh, in a house with his, uh, either newlywed or fiancé, I forget which, but they're in a serious relationship and he's like, hey, we're going by my aunt's house, right? Yeah. And his aunts are all people who murder people. Yeah. And it's implied cannibalize them. Oh. But they okay. don't say it. Um, and then there the hijinks I mean, go around when because you know, the, the friendly local cop is like checking it. And it's Yeah. Like it's it's in the era of Hollywood where, like, the cop that, like, knocks on your door to check and make sure you're okay is going door to door. He's more like a night watchman, but... Yeah. Um, you know, thick Irish accent because it's set in, like, New York, and so, of course, it's got to be yeah. an Irish cop. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really recommend it if you want to watch something that's, like, a horror movie, kind of, but not really. Yeah, um, it's more, I guess, on the humorous side? Yeah, like it's, the dark it's more humor. humorous. Like, yeah. because... The, uh, like I said, uh, my wife played one of the old ladies in like a, like a stage production in high school, I think. Um, the, like, I, you can tell that it's been adapted from a play, like a stage play. Yeah. It has Um, that kind of like pacing and. Yeah. And, and there's a, a a character that like brings them to the house as a cabbie and the guy goes keep it running we'll just be here for a few few minutes and he keeps coming outside and the cabbie's like hey are we yeah. going like what like the meter's running nah. and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. G- g- give me a few more minutes and then he, he goes and does something yeah um it's really just sight gags like that okay so, yeah but um and you know sight gags of like 
there's a body in the cabinet and the cop is looking around the cat. How can they distract yeah. the cop? Like before stuff he like gets that. to that cabinet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, no, it's, it's a, uh, really good movie. Uh, I recommend it. I'd love to see a stage play of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they still do stage plays <coughs> and it's like probably off Broadway. Or I mean, something. high schools probably, probably like it's probably one of those plays where the, that's all you need it's to a do. Really cheap, script i'm yeah. not going to a high school yeah just troll, <laughs> troll, troll around some high schools i'm not no just roam around um, and ask about those plays like go into theaters i mean it, it seems like one of those plays that you could get the scripts for really cheap when you're licensing it yeah to put on for something like that yeah. um and and it's it's sanitized enough that like yeah it's, people it's won't get offended good for a general audience yeah, yeah. okay huh. okay but yeah. yeah that that was me for that one so you're going to go to a couple of high schools? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> well, on that same sort of Halloween kick, um, so every Halloween I always enjoy watching this series. I, I think we talked about it a couple of me me me's ago. Um, Over the Garden Wall. Yeah, it's a fantastic series. I really love it. Um, there was a lot of love put into it. Um, it's not that many episodes. It's a whole mixture of different kinds of storytelling and, like, fables and things like that, which really interests me. The um, animation's beautiful. They got a lot of talented voice actors. Elijah Wood is a voice actor. Yeah, to play it. So I didn't know that they came out. um, I believe it was Image that came out with this. um, A graphic novel. It's sort of like a little bit of a standalone um, there's about four short stories in it, and those stories kind of fill in the gaps between um, some of the episodes, especially when the two boys are going and following Beatrice, the, um, the bird, to see Adelaide. And it's just more like four uh, different wackier adventures, but they really play with the fact that you know everything. Like, they assume that you've probably watched the series before yeah. you picked up this book. Because there's a lot of, like, hints and nods and things like that. And it's also interesting that they got four different uh, illustrators to do the story. So it's an actual graphic novel. Yes, Because okay. I actual... was envisioning something like um, Mike Mignola put out a thing called Odd Jobs, Otter Jobs, Oddest Jobs mm-hmm. with Hellboy. That, but they're, like narrative short stories Uh, for a comic book character. Yeah, no, this is actual graphic novel. Um, And it's, again, just kind of split up into four stories, and each four of those stories are illustrated by a different um, illustrator. And um, it's very unique. It still has that sort of same vein as um, Over the Garden Wall, where it's very um, fairy tale esque where there's a lot of... um, morals to learn from these stories and it's just i i assume they probably had the same writer as the uh the tv show writing the comic because a lot of the humor's on the same page there's a lot of really good dialogue between the brothers between like everybody and i really enjoyed it so i would highly recommend if you enjoyed over the garden wall to Go out and seek out this comic. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to do that, um, I think, because in the far, far future, 
um, one of the things you wanted to cover was over the garden wall. Yeah, so, it yeah, would be we'll a nice like supplementary uh, read, read yeah. with that particular okay. um, uh, topic. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So um, another movie that I watched um, was uh, Hotel Artemis. Oh. Did you see that when no. it was out in theaters? I'm um, not sure even what that's about. So it's um, it would be a really good like one shot RPG. So uh, the whole thrust of the movie is that it's like it's it's like a future right futuristic mm-hmm. sci fi movie, but it's like. 10 or 15 years in the future. Like, it's not super far future. Okay, yeah. Um, not it's not cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Hotel Artemis is a hotel where uh, criminals go to right. get patched up if I've they're on a job. I've seen the uh, trailers away. for this. Yeah, now that you're mentioning the... Um, mm-hmm. It's actually really cool. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind discussing it in depth. I feel like there's a lot to go through with the characters and the way it's shot. Um, so... Aren't there some big names in that movie? Yeah, Jodie Foster is yeah. the, the nurse. Oh, okay. Um, but, but, uh, her, Dave Batista is, is her nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, or she's the doctor, he's, he's the nurse. Um, and you have to basically have a membership with them, which you have a little ID bracelet or a badge or whatever to, to badge in. Yeah, to kind of... Re- service. It reminds me of the, um, hotel in, uh, John Wick. Where you could... Kind of, yeah. yeah. Only this one is specifically for patching up people who were basically in jobs that went wrong. If yeah. They've gotten wounded in some way in which they can't go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and a guy, the, the I guess, main focus of the movie is bringing in his... Um, it's either his brother or his... his Accompli- he is his accomplice, but I can't remember if he's a brother, just like a really, really close friend. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's wounded, and so he's bringing him in, and they have run-ins with other characters. Because cool. people they were stealing from are a really powerful crime boss. who all- ah. But one of the rules of the hotel is no there's fighting. no fighting in this hotel. This is a neutral zone. Yeah, because sort of like in John Because everyone Wick. needs to use it. Like, you yeah. can't be running around killing other patients. Yeah. Um, it's just a really cool movie. Like the, the, um, the acting is good. It's paced very well. Nice. Like I said, I wouldn't mind maybe running like a one shot and like some homebrew system that like is a similar type setting. Yeah. It'd be I'm... very good. So since I got the book for Fiasco, mm-hmm. um, I can't help but watch movies of this ilk now and go, that would you be. could totally play that in a fiasco set. Yeah. Like, you could totally just adapt this to a fiasco set. Yeah, I, I think that would be really interesting and fun to yeah. play, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I remember watching the trailers for that movie and being somewhat interested in it. Yeah. Uh, it but was now only that in you, theaters for, like, a week or two. Yeah. Like, it was not... But now that you're recommending it, I kind of... I think I'm going to seek out and see... Yeah, if I, can... I, I recommend watching it. Like, yeah. and just seeing if, if it'd be something you'd want to cover in the future. Cause yeah. Because it seems cool. It sounds good to me. Okay. Um, uh, so, just quickly, this isn't going to be, like, super in-depth. It'll probably be, like, a minute or two. Because um, there's probably a lot of coverage. Yeah, there's already probably this, a lot of coverage. By the time coverage. this goes out, it'll be... Yeah. Um, BlizzCon happened. Um... It was interesting to see their non-apology about their whole fiasco over China. Um, Blitzchung. Yeah, it it was it was 
bad. That's some bad PR right there. Um, so, just the way that they handled it and everything. And again, if you don't understand or don't fully recognize what I'm saying, just briefly, look it up. Just look it up. Well, okay, brief. I think I can sum it up really okay. quickly. Okay, so there's I a player... I don't want to get too much into it because... There's a player named uh, Blitzchung who... Who plays Hearthstone, who plays, a game I played right. or used to play because now I'm not buying anything from Blizzard. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm with the whole uh, boycott it. But I do want to, like, talk about their games and, like, how they're approaching it and everything. So, um, Blitzchung is a, play, a Hearthstone player. He won a championship. Mm-hmm. And um, he, ex- he is a Chinese player. Uh, he expressed solidarity with the Free Hong Kong movement. Yes. On, on stream. On stream. And uh, then the two casters. Two shoutcasters egged a third one into sympathizing with him. And so Blizzard's response was to... Lifetime ban Fire the shoutcaster, lifetime ban Blitzchung, and remove his prize money that he won. Yep. Um, so, what has come out of, of all of this is that... Because of the fan backlash, Blizzard there's a minimi- re- removed the lifetime ban. Um, I believe they only gave him a one-year ban. Yeah, they gave him a partial ban. It wasn't lifetime, and they reinstated his prize money. The Shoutcaster was not so lucky. Yeah. Um, the whole thing has to go around the, the protests in Hong Kong that China is trying to shut down. Um there's a serious problem in Hong Kong right now. There where, is a serious problem. Where the Chinese government troops are using so much tear gas breaking this stuff up. The air quality in Hong Kong at large is toxic. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people have to wear masks. And so Blizzard, because they do a lot of business in China, Net I think NetEase is the company that they work with that, that administers... Um, World of Warcraft. Yeah, and I I, mean, a lot of their player base is in China, and if, you know, the government, unfortunately, in China basically says what can be imported and what can be exported, and they can look at Blizzard and be like, you're not selling any of your games here, and then they would lose a large chunk of their... um, So... Of their player base. But that, you know, you don't sacrifice people's rights for money, though. So, it's, yeah. I can see I can see Blizzard being in a very sticky situation because I was not aware of this, but the way Chinese um, uh, business law works mm-hmm. is that you can't just set up a shop in China and sell your stuff. You have to have a Chinese um, company basically act as your liaison with the government. Yeah. And so that's what that's what NetEase is doing. Yeah. Uh, that's what Tencent does for um uh I don't know. Riot. Oh, okay. Uh over there. Um Yeah, so I can see the sticky because like It is, but and and it's Blizzard's still... apology from from my understanding of it is well, Jay the... Allen Brack said Basically laid out that okay, it was um, it wasn't a Blizzard employee that did this. It was someone at Netties. But and- that's the thing is they didn't even mention the um, they didn't mention anything about the situation. They didn't mention about 
you know, what happened. Yeah. They just said, sorry, you know, we're we're really considering our public image, and they didn't mention about, like, Blizz Chong, they didn't mention about that yeah, particular... Yeah, like, he... They hinted, or it's, they, like... It's not... Up, it's not an apology. It's not. Like, they, there was never an acknowledgement of what they did wrong, and... Yeah. It, it was, like, it, it was just the worst apology ever, and I see all these people that are, are saying, it was a great apology, it was the right steps to take, or whatever, and it's like, no, no you need to remove the ban and give the guy his prize money back, and well, that, not and have this be a black market. Acknowledge yourself, record. acknowledge, you know, that you made a mistake, and that, you know, you... You consider people's rights higher than a profit. And, you know, I just don't think that they're going to do that. And, yeah, I'm... So you're not going to play Diablo 4? Well, I'm in that camp of boycotting Blizzard. I'm not going to... Again, I... And listeners probably know this. I played a lot of Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. I really played a lot of, like, Overwatch. Well... I'm not going to spend any more money with Blizzard. And yeah, Diablo 4 looks good. It looks like they're going back to their old Diablo 2 formula, which is yeah. really cool and, you know, something I would definitely be interested in. But I'm not going to buy the game until, you know, there's an actual real apology or they do something about this. I, I'd agree with that as so. well, just because I... So, my, yeah. Oh. My, well, like, my feelings on it is, like, I've seen people who are, like, shouting about, like, they're not going to buy any more Blizzard stuff until Blizzard just does what Google did and pull out of China completely. And it's like, I mean, I get what, like, I would prefer that, but yeah. realistically, that's not going to happen. Like, you're <laughs> you're not going to be happy. Yeah. Um, and that means that, you know, there's a lot of repercussions for Blizzard and... But I, I do hate to say at their bottom line, even though I love the company and love the things that they put out. Yeah, and it is funny because there were um, so at their headquarters, uh, Blizzard's headquarters, they have a bunch of like statues of famous characters from their IP. And yeah, I then think Duratan was the one that I think you're going to talk about. Yeah, there's one, um, and they usually have plaques with like motivational sort of like lines and stuff. I think it was Duratan, which was like. Do not silence the people's voice. You, everybody live free, or everyone has a voice. Voice, or something, something like, that. like yeah. that. So one of the uh, Blizzard employees took a piece of paper and taped over that uh, that little saying in sort of um, good. Yeah, in, in like a protest. But I do believe you know, if people boycott something, you can make changes with your wallet, and I'm going to be part of that. I'm going to try. You know, I'm not going to buy anything from Blizzard unless they make an actual apology or they do something about this. So, yeah, I mean it. Like I was but yeah, saying, it's, I didn't it's want to get too much into like well, the politics and everything. I mean, like I was saying, lines. it's unrealistic to expect them to pull from China. Yeah, it's not unrealistic for them to expect them to say, "Look, the the decision that we took." Uh, was the wrong tack to take. We apologize. We're lifting this. Because, like, the yeah. guy's still being punished. Like, he still can't play. Yeah. Um, so, it's like, you know, it. it's not too much to expect for them to say, to, to own up 
Yeah. Just to the own fucked up. up shit they did. I know. Um, and, it, and say that this isn't right. And and undo the fucked up shit they did that is completely within their sphere of influence to change. Yeah, because um, people have a right to free speech. Yes. And Fundamentally as a human right. I like... Yeah. Blitzchung is not an American citizen as far as I know. So, like, you could say legally, I don't think it... But, but like, a human a, a right human, should be every, yeah. that that he can say how he feels um, and not have the government pressure some third party to, to silence him or yeah. censure him in some way. So, like... I, so that's that's what I kind of wanted that. to touch. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, again, I didn't want to get too political about it, but um, it was just a disappointment. It, it was oh, really I fuck the Chinese government. Yeah. No, it was a disappointment for Blizzard. Like, I I was really sad about that because I I am very interested in Diablo Four, but as long as they're not doing anything or they don't own up to what they did. I'm not going to get it. Which is a shame, because one of my favorite artists is uh, Brahm. Yeah. And he released on his Instagram, when they announced, released the cinematic trailer for Diablo 4, he was like, okay, now that the, the ban has been lifted, this is my work that I've been doing, because he was secretly working for Blizzard to do sketches of Lilith and, like, paintings that, like, That's look cool. gorgeous. Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe next time I see him at a con, I'll buy a print of that. Yeah. Because that money's not going to Blizzard. Yeah. Um, and they will not see any money from me um, with yeah. any of their services or games or whatever until they actually o- take ownership for their wrong and the hurt that they've caused. Right, yeah. 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 But that, that's, that's all I had to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to hijack your thing. No, no, no. I mean, this is <laughs> this is a podcast. We're supposed yeah. to talk to each other. Yeah. It'd be weird <laughs> if I was just kind of talking. <laughs> we were talking, talking separately and not, not acknowledging each other. Yeah. <laughs> like if we were in separate rooms or something like that. Because the pull back the curtain, we actually um, podcast together. Yeah. Like it's not like we're... Yeah, it's not long distance or anything. Yeah. I get to see Zach and reach out and touch his beautiful luscious head <laughs> oh fat bald head um <laughs> gotta rub it for luck yeah, exactly um was there anything else that no, you that's it okay. that's it for me so i have uh two remaining things they'll probably be quick um so we watched the how to train your dragon trilogy oh yeah that's supposed to be really good it is really good i don't know if it's deep enough for or Interesting enough for us to do an entire episode on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's it's interesting that the uh, main characters are uh, disabled. Yeah. I think um, that's cool. I didn't know that going into it. I was just like, oh, that's cool. I see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and the characters actually grow, too. Like, they're yeah, not... they do. They age. Yeah. Like, you can definitely tell, like, when they do flashbacks in the third one, and then you when you watch them, there are definitely twists and turns in them that I'm just like, this is a kid's movie. Yeah. This is really good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it seems it would be to be beat the the drum that i always do it'd be really cool to play a game set in this world (laughs) um really interesting world building really interesting character designs Uh, how did your wife like um she really liked it as well yeah yeah it's a good series 
yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend all three. Um, they're they're really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing was a documentary that I watched called Doomed: Story of the Fantastic Four. Right? <clears throat> it's a documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary on the uh, Fantastic Four film that Roger Corman was shooting. Oh, okay. So the way I always heard it, if you're not familiar, if you've never seen screen caps of this, Mm -hmm. um, the way I have always heard it is the film was just filmed as a quickie, like, two-week thing to retain the lights, the the rights for it. Okay, yeah. That doesn't seem to be the case because they have interviews with the actors and people that worked on the film. They even have an interview with Roger Corman, and he's like, if someone made a lot of money off this, it, I, I'd love to see them. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like... The, the accusation that was leveled in the film is that, yeah, he, he did it, and then he sold it off to Fox... Um, and, and just ruined all our hard work and whatever. And the actor that plays Reed Richards is kind of irritating because uh, he's, he's one of those actors that's like, I am an actor, actor yeah. right? You yeah. know, like, so he's kind of frustrating to listen to because it's like, I don't think any of this has happened how you're describing this. Yeah. Right? But, but the other people seem genuine and like, no, this is what it was like working on this. And we really thought like we were going from convention to convention with these handbills promoting the movie and yeah, we found spies. out on the road that it wasn't coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so lots more twists and turns than I expected for cool. it. Um, it's Where'd you funny watch it they, on? Uh, it was on Prime. Prime? Okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the interesting accusation that they, that one of them makes is that Chris Columbus is the guy that directed the, like, Fox version, the big one. Yeah. And he had just directed a hit movie. Um, I think it may have been the first Harry Potter movie. Oh. Um, and so Fox was, like, willing to give him whatever he wanted to make a movie. And so he was like, I want to make a Fantastic Four movie. So they swooped in, shut that this other movie down, yeah. bought the rights. And that's how the the that one and the Silver Surfer were made with Chris Columbus's company but um i i don't know how true that is that's just something that they say in the movie yeah um i recommend it if you're interested in the fantastic four um yeah or if you're interested in like behind the scenes like skullduggery that goes on with movie movies that's that was my main interest because i mean there is a lot of like knives and backdoor uh, deals of like okay we're gonna complete this movie um show it in a theater and we retain the rights for another five years yeah like like that type of thing will happen yeah it does (laughs) yeah so i recommend it if you're interested in any of that um not a huge fan of the Fantastic Four personally. Yeah, uh, although I do like was I. some storylines and arcs and stuff. Yeah, I thought Doctor Doom was always an interesting villain, but yeah, 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 he is. I actually I really like him better than the actual Fantastic Four. Yeah, well, so it's funny they um, and this is a side note, but did you ever watch the um, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon? No, I don't think I did. So it's the one where he's a high school student, and it's it's Marvel Cinematic Universe has been established at this point. Mm-hmm. But in the cartoon, like you know, he's learning how to be an Avenger alongside some other 
yeah. heroes. Um, and Spider-Man as a teenager has an interaction with Doctor Doom and it's like, oh no, like his power, in terms of power levels, if it were DBZ, yeah. like that's not good. Like do not interact with Doctor Doom. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting, like Doctor <coughs> Doom's uh, motivation and yeah. like how he, a, I guess a monarchy of a particular like Yeah, country? he's a mon- monarch of Latvia. Yeah. 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 And like, it's, it's very interesting. Like, do some uh, research on uh, Doctor Doom's like backstory and everything like that. It's, well, I it's... think he he's interesting because he's this mix of science and mysticism. Because yeah. like, he can use straight up magic. Magic, yeah, and he's you know dealt with death before. Yeah. Like, well, he's trying to incar- get his mother's soul back from Mephisto. Is it his mother or his wife? I think it's his mom. Oh, okay, I'm not hundred. I, sure. I feel like I mean I'm sure in some iteration. Yeah. Both have happened, but like. He's trying to get a loved one's soul back from the literal devil in yeah. the Marvel Universe. And that's one. And another <clears> one is, like, he saw the future, and he knows that, like, even with all the superheroes and everything, that the world's going to end. Yeah. And the only way that he knows how to save the world is basically take over the world. Yeah. And, like, rule it from his own, like, you know, from his own self. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And I think it's just, it's, he has a very cool background and, uh, yeah, definitely do some research on it. Yeah. No, yeah. he's, I wonder if he's that's a very what they're going to do character. with, with phase four. Cause one of the movies is, um, Dr. Strange in the realms. It's like the realm of madness or something. Yeah. Um, oh, I wonder if they're going to introduce Mephisto and if they do, is this how they get the fantastic four into the universe? Maybe. Yeah. I know that they're going to have like the gods or the fates or something along those lines. Yeah. So, yeah. so interesting thing to keep, keep abreast of, but, um, yeah, I think that's, that's an episode. Yeah. I think that wraps it up. Um, so, uh, you can visit us on Facebook at back row super show Four separate words. We host a nerd fight, um, draw a winner for a secret prize for every bracket. Yeah. Um, we pit two IP characters against each other and see who is the most popular slash who beats the crap out of the others. Yep. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash show where we, it will give us the opportunity to do more shows and provide more cool stuff for you guys. Um, yeah, we're always very appreciative of any donations that we yeah. get. And it all goes right back into this Exactly. And um, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at backrowsupershow at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, the and next... Oh. oh, I was just saying with the holidays coming up, I know it's going to be fun. Yeah, hit or miss and loosey-goosey. <laughs> um, so the next episode of the main show is going to be Mindhunter, so go ahead and watch that. Mm-hmm. The current book club book is Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. All right, as always, be kind, rewind. Stay golden. Bye. Later. Bye.